This episode is sponsored by Analog Devices, partners of the Manufacturer Podcast. The Manufacturer Podcast. Today, taking excellence to new heights. We take a look around the recently unveiled Dassault Systems Center of Excellence at Cranfield University. This makes up another wing of the already super impressive setup at Cranfield, where students have access to world-class aviation industry applications. An interview with Professor Sir Ian Gray explains more. There's that and plenty, plenty more in today's episode. Good to have you back, listener. Friday, the 1st of March. Pinch, punch, first day of the month to my co-host, Joe. Trying to do that through the computer screen. Pinch, punch. Can you feel that? Remember, remember that in school? Remember that in school? Yeah, I do. I've still got the bruises. Mate, horrific. There was that. On the uh, German measles jab or whatever it was. There was was that and there was... Was birthday beats a thing as well when you were at school? I yeah. think every day, every day was birthday beats when I was at school, to be honest. Hello, James is here too. Hello, mate. Was birthday beats a thing when you were in school? They still are. I had one particularly... <laughs> I had one particularly ripped friend who just like... He, he, like From like age 15, he was just a unit. And, and he used to really get heavily involved in birthday beats. And I stayed on till sixth form. So like the most you could get in my school was 18. Obviously, it was... For, you know, for each for each year that you've been alive, oh, 18, 18 punches off like proper punches off this behemoth was was horrible. He couldn't horrible. have been bigger than you, Tom. Well, I don't think he was taller than me. But he was just ripped. It's just yeah, just just a unit. Just a unit. <laughs> and also, it was around this. Boys, look, um, loads to catch up on in today's episode. We didn't do an episode from this series last week. There is, an, uh, there is a podcast out uh, at the moment, which dropped earlier in the week, the second of our uh, SMU episode, so do check that one out. But we were busy bees last week. I was at the Engineering Trust Awards in Oxford last week, and I also paid a visit to the Zebra Technologies Experience Centre. There's more content to come on both of those trips. And then Joe was away in Spain last week with Siemens. And then earlier in the week, he attended the Make UK conference in London. Catch us up on that, mate. Yeah, it was, well, I alluded to in my, um, the manufacturer on Sunday newsletter, it was kind of depressing flying back into Gatwick on uh, last Wednesday afternoon after being in Spain for three days, because it was was lovely. So we visited Madrid, Seville, and the lovely city of Cordoba. Um, Mm. Visiting some food and and beverage manufacturers. So we visited uh, Coca-Cola, um, Diolio, who are, who are manufacturers of olive oil, and a company called uh, Econoke, uh, who uh, their sort of um, mantra is saving the world's beer, uh, which which uh, obviously for obvious reasons caught my interest because yeah. uh, as they were explaining, there's um, hops which obviously go to go into making beer needs very particular conditions in which to grow. They, so. Um, I think they need they need very hot summers and cold winters, which means they only grow on along certain lines of latitude. There's a sort of a band across the world where where countries that can, can grow hops and outside of that hops just won't grow. Yeah. Um, and as a result of climate change, um, they're a bit worried about the future of hop production. So this uh, 
startup company uh, with the help of Siemens Technology. They are experimenting with growing hops indoors. Uh, okay. Uh, which not only eliminates the uh, the the impact of climate change, it allows them to potentially to uh, maximise the harvest. So you, they'd be, essentially have four hop harvests a year rather than rather than one. Um, so that was very interesting. Um, then along to Diolio uh, in in Cordoba to see how they uh, manufactured olive oil. This was quite an interesting one because. Olive oil, I kind of had preconceived ideas about it. You know, I imagined it being a very traditional kind of artisan process in manufacturing olive oil. But um, the technology that they're deploying there to enhance yield and quality of the olive oil, again, with help from Siemens Digital Technology, was quite was quite incredible to see. It was it was a, it was a proper lab there yeah, uh, yeah. next to the next to their next to their manufacturing site because again olive oil is is something that again has been heavily impacted by climate change the lady there said that their their olive oil yield is about a third of where it should be at this time um in the year because of the just the, the drought they're having there yeah of course uh, obviously, uh, Coca-Cola, massive manufacturing site just outside Seville, uh, uses huge amounts of water. So they're doing um, massive things around uh, um, sustainability um, and, uh, you know, saving water. Their plant is capable of producing more than 700 million litres of soft drink um, a year, I think. I think it was, I think it was a year, uh, but it's mm. equivalent yeah. of 13 football fields in, in size. So it's a huge, huge um uh, site so they're they're very big on sustainability again with the, the use of digitalization technologies from Siemens so three very interesting food and beverage site visits yeah man sounds it lots of good content to come from that and then you managed to get to London uh, uh, eventually yeah, some, yeah. yeah, yeah. did my train. delay repay form this morning <laughs> so yeah uh, everything was cancelled there's been like, I hate trains man I hate trains power failures so I, I basically there was no trains yesterday morning but I did eventually get to to London for the Make UK um, conference in time to see Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart do their little double act on the stage he's tall isn't he I went last year. He's tall, isn't he, Alistair? He's yeah. He, he, if he's, he's tall for he's, you, Tom, he must. He's a bloody giant. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. I didn't quite appreciate how tall he is. Yeah, yeah. No, Rory Stewart wasn't able to to make it last year. He he uh, patched it on video call, but but they were both there, were they? For double act, they've got quite a good podcast, apparently. Uh, yeah, I did I, allude to the fact that yeah, we've not got quite as many listeners as those two yet, but we're getting there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're a good, they're a good double act. And both, both MPs from both sides of the fence uh, turned up to, to, um, to, to sort of um, reinforce their commitment, their party's commitment to manufacturing, which is, which is good to see. Um, I gave the sponsor address for a couple of briefing panels: one on um, the future of UK shipbuilding, the other on the future of UK steel. So, two um, industries that are both facing challenges, but um, have got huge potential one around. Um, digital technology and and decarbonisation. And I also caught up, on following on the Siemens theme, I caught up with Brian Brian Halliday from Siemens. Good man. Uh, interviewed him, friend of the manufacturer. So we chewed the fat over over the uh, the, the general landscape of manufacturing and, and what he thought of the conference. So, yeah, very, very full, very um, stressful in terms of travel, but very, uh, very productive day, yeah. Yeah, I think Rory Stewart, obviously he was ex-Tory cabinet minister he has been turned slightly less tory because of like the recent uh, the recent debacle within well yeah successive tory governments that's what he was saying last year anyway 
big takeaway from that. I know we're kind of straying into into leadership here in this series on digital transformation. But uh, James, you put the article up earlier in the week. The headline statement of the conference is that Make UK has called for all political parties to commit to an industrial strategy with an explicit target for industry to account for 15% of UK GDP. Manufacturing currently accounts for 10%. They want it up by 5% with the potential to add on an extra £150 billion to economic output. You've got to give credit to Make UK. They've made a lot of noise on this. And Stephen Phipson has been consistently vocal about the need for a clear industrial strategy. In the time that we've been interviewing him, his message has not changed. It's a specific, it's a strategically placed plea. And there are now numbers attached to his plea. And of course, there's a general election on the horizon. So it's a clear message. Let's see what happens. But well done to Make UK. And it sounded like an interesting conference. To move it on, we've got a great interview that we did a couple of weeks ago. We've got Professor Sir Ian Gray, a snippet from him. Uh, he's a pretty big dog, actually, when it comes to aerospace. He spent his career at stellar organisations like BAE Systems, Airbus. He became Director of Engineering, then Manufacturing Director at Airbus UK, and he was the first Chief Executive of Innovate UK following its establishment in 2007. We're actually very, very lucky to have, to have got him, and we thank him for his time. Nice guy, wasn't he, Joe? He certainly was. Yeah, yeah. It took um, very, very kind of him to take his time out to show us around and uh, and give us a, a interview because there was a little bit of a, a mix up with the with the logistics. But uh, it was uh, we, we got a very good interview out of it, and it was uh, great to see the facility as well. And then, there was even some Lego building going on, which was which was good to, good to see because I think they were preparing for some sort of uh, um, STEM Lego uh, competition, weren't they? They were, and I think I missed it. I think I'm, I, I was meant to go along to it, or or is it in March? Uh, I'm not sure. It might be this week, actually. I'm not sure. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, anyone want to hear his interview? Well, because you were going to hear his interview. Here he is, Professor Sir Ian Gray. So we're talking about the uh, Dassault System Centre of Excellence, a new initiative here at uh, Cranfield, but very much part of a you know, much broader ecosystem at uh, Cranfield. Cranfield prides itself in having its own airport, its own runway, its own aircraft. Uh, students come here because of the industry kind of applications. So the arrangement we've got with the Dassault System Centre of Excellence can reinforces all of those things. It reinforces Cranfield's ability to work at a system level. It reinforces Cranfield's ability to teach our students using industry processes, industry tools. So it's a, you know, it's a very exciting initiative that Dassault System have chosen Cranfield um, to be their UK academic centre of excellence. And can you touch on a, li a little bit around some of the some of the sort of the emerging technology that uh, is going to be deployed here at, or is deployed here at, th at the centre of excellence? So, aerospace is at a really interesting juncture. Um, you know, technology is enabling a lot of new new developments, whether it be uh, new products, new technologies on existing aeroplanes. 
the whole aspect of 2050 and sustainable aviation goals and the introduction of new alternative fuel vectors, things like battery electric, uh, hydrogen, hydrogen fuel cell, or, 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 or even the issues like sustainable aviation fuel introduce lots of challenges into aerospace. So, you know, from a, 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 an engineering point of view, it's an extremely exciting time to be in the aerospace sector. But it's also an interesting time from a manufacturing point of view. You know, the Airbus um, post-COVID, seeing recovery in the marketplace, talking about unprecedented levels of production, uh, production rates. That's going to require new manufacturing processes, new new technologies, uh, not just on the aircraft, but in the production, in the work work area itself. So, from a Cranfield point of view, you know, a really really exciting time to be in the aerospace sector. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and you touched on, uh, I think, two sort of key trends for manufacturers at the moment. The use of digital, emerging digital technologies and, of course, the uh, journey to net zero and, and sustainability. So within the aerospace sector, how are those two um, sort of key trends kind of working working together? It's a really interesting question about, you know, how, how is the aviation sector addressing digital? How is it address, addressing net, net zero? Um, I mean, the aviation sector, I would argue, has been at the lead of both of those kind of initiatives for many years. You know, digital, uh, the you know, use of knowledge-based engineering, the use of uh, digital uh, um, manufacturing design capabilities has been with us, you know, a long time. The big thing we've got now is the, you know, the enablement through things like applied artificial intelligence, through the kind of software capability we've got to see a much more integrated approach to digital engineering. And so the, you know, the guys that are coming up with the very clever aerodynamic solutions, instantly the guys who've got to make it can work out, you know, does that work? Does that fit with the kind of uh, manufacturing ecosystem that we you know we, we have so applied AI digital infrastructure allows people to see that whole integrated system from the beginning and from a you know an environmental point of view I guess it's the same kind of argument there but again people are much more conscious of the, the circular economy it's not just the fuel that the aircraft burns going from A to B it's uh, you know how do you extract rare earth minerals from from the ground what's the scrap rate of manufacturing side of things should we be looking at additive manufacturing rather than subtractive manufacturing so you know that, that connectivity between the environmental goals the sustainable development goals from a product itself is being applied through that whole life cycle model and I think that's what's really interesting and that that again from a university point of view you know to be at the heart of an ecosystem that allows that to happen and coming back to the Dassault system center of excellence kind of model it is that integration at the overall system that's so exciting and can you touch on a little bit around that the partnership between Cranfield and uh, and Dassault and a little, a little bit around the particularly the launch, the launch last week yeah we, we've had a long-standing relationship with Dasso system. I mean, they're a key player in the uh, the market, and so our students have used their Catia products. Our students have used the uh, analysis capabilities. But it really was round about the middle of last year when, in fact, it was Le Bourget where we we met with the senior management team of Dasso System and said, "Look, this is what Cranfield's about. This is what we're trying to do." We're really excited by what we see in this 3D experience, overall uh, 
um, integration model. How can we bring the two things together? And so what we've been doing with Dassault System over the last uh, six to nine months is looking at how can we bring those capabilities into a university environment and a university that's working closely with business you know our, our businesses want students that know how to use modern day tools how to use modern day methodologies how to bring that into the workplace so to have a, a dasso system um you know 3d experience as part of our aerospace group design projects for example makes our students much much more employable and if you want to hear that interview in full, then it will be up shortly on the Manufacturer Archives. And there'll be a bit of video coming out as well about the Dassault Systems Centre of Excellence. So keep a lookout for that. This episode is sponsored by Analog Devices. Analog Devices is a global technology leader that bridges the physical and digital worlds to enable breakthroughs at the intelligent edge. With their complete portfolio of innovative solutions, ADI can resolve your most complex industrial challenges. They'll empower you to increase productivity on factory floors, enable personalized output with flexible manufacturing, and benefit from insights that reduce material and energy costs. As a trusted advisor, ADI works hand in hand with their customers to co-create easily adopted solutions, enable digital transformation, and build a more sustainable industrial future. ADI ensures today's manufacturing innovators stay ahead of what's possible. To find out more about ADI's technology, visit analog.com. Just a quick one, are you coming to Smart Manufacturing and Engineering Week in Birmingham this year? Because you should be, not least because we've got our Manufacturing Digitalization Summit, which is in its fourth year now. It's running on the 5th to the 6th of June, and it will be focusing on the application of digital technologies that are enhancing the processes, efficiencies, and outcomes of the manufacturing industry. You get quite a broad range of manufacturing sectors, and some are, some are ahead of the curve and some are just starting. It's just fantastic to see everybody together, really working together and sharing ideas and knowledge, and that's how we're genuinely going to transform the industry. Across the same two days and back for its seventh year, we've got our Industrial Data and AI Summit. This is specifically for analysts, scientists and other data professionals. This summit drills down beyond digital transformation and dashboards to topics of greater intellectual challenge, depth and focus. Take off the sort of the technical language and all of the, the legalese that might associate with this and say how, how are you dealing with this in your own business? It's quite nice to know you're not alone, that you're not the only person having that challenge or coming up against that barrier or that obstacle. Both summits will run in our usual roundtable discussion sessions format which allows you to share pain points, experiences and even explore solutions with one another. So get yourself to the NEC in Birmingham on the 5th and 6th of June. Registration is open, so visit themanufacturer.com forward slash events. That's themanufacturer.com forward slash events.
Let's take a look at some of the headlines now on themanufacturer.com. <music> 5G, a game changer for factory floors. This is from our series sponsors, actually, Analog Devices. Manufacturing value added per capita rose from $100 to $532 worldwide over the last three decades, driven by the Internet of Things and Net Zero Agenda. So that's gigafactories and EVs and that sort of thing. Simultaneously, with more than half of the world's energy being consumed by the industrial sector, Fiona Tracy says there is an urgent need to double the efficiency of factories around the globe. And that's where 5G comes in. Fiona is the ADI Managing Director, Industrial Automation at Analog Devices, and she explains more in a great article that you should really go and read, please. More news on Siemens. Siemens Digital Industries software is highlighting opportunities for machine builders in the UK and Ireland to increase efficiency and boost productivity through digital transformation. According to the Benchmark report, over two-thirds of machine builders see increasing productivity and efficiency as the most significant challenge, yet 48% of companies have no strategy in place to begin their digital transformation. News elsewhere from Brompton Bicycle. Brompton, the UK's largest bike company, has secured funding from Innovate UK to optimise bicycle production at Brompton's Greenford site through the development and demonstration of industrial-grade robotic and automation solutions. The project, called Brombot, involves creating a robot sandpit slash playground at the Brompton factory in Greenford and leveraging EKC's robotic learning factory in Canterbury to test integration across several operations in areas such as body shop, paint and assembly. And the European Rover Challenge will be back in September for its 10th anniversary edition at AGH University of Krakow. Hey, that's a good one. It's the year 2050 and the successful implementation of the Artemis program has proven that humans can build bases on the moon. This is the first thing that participants will hear when the 10th edition of the prestigious European Rover Challenge competition begins, which every year brings decision makers and experts in the space sector and representatives of the best technical universities from around the world. This year, the event will be held on September 6th to the 8th and hosted by the AGH University of Krakow. Oi, can we go? Can we go, do you think? I like Krakow. Krakow's a great city. I've, good, we... I've heard good things about Krakow, yeah. Uh, can we go? Yeah. Let's go. I mean, it might be harder for for James, but 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 let's go. Yeah, let's. Couldn't start the climate. Oh, yeah, it'd be cold for you, wouldn't it, to be fair? Yeah. Well, around about, about September time, to be fair, they, they get warm summers in Poland, don't they? So you, that's sort of September time. It might still be, might still be warm. I reckon we should go for it. How, how how warm is it there for, at the moment for you, JD? Because you've been hitting, you've been having some some heat, right? Uh, yeah, thirty five, thirty six every day. Real yeah. feel forty. Cheesy <sighs> peeps, man. Um, while we're talking about stories, sorry to, to kind of bring it back to relevant stuff. Um, I hate doing that, but but sometimes I have to. There's um, going to be more stories coming out in the weeks to come or in a few weeks time because we've just seen the first edition of the manufacturer magazine 
The first edition of the year, it's slapped down on desks and doorways and coffee tables, and there is some proper good stuff in this edition, some of which you've already got a taste of on the podcast, actually. We had Asif Mogul from Autodesk in the first episode of this series. We've had Myco Foods feature in an episode. A full write-up of that visit can, can now be found in the magazine. There's, there's loads more, loads more good stuff within those pages. Good issue, Joe. And, and it looks good as well, actually. Um, that's uh, something for, for people to, to check out. It's a cracking cover, right? It really is. And if you're not a subscriber, then uh, and subscribe. If, if you want to read that content now, because it's, uh, it's good. It's a good issue. Enjoying this episode so far, listener? Well, how would you like to sponsor one of our podcast series this year? The Manufacturer Podcast goes out across all your favorite streaming sites and saw a 58% increase in followers last year. We know the audience is out there, and with your company, we could create the content that entices them back for more. Be it world-class examples of sustainable manufacturing, insightful thought leadership from industry experts, or the innovative tech-driven solutions that are helping the industry realize its potential. We currently have series available on the topics of technology and leadership. So if you're interested, contact sales underscore HG at 19group.com. That's sales underscore HG at 19group.com. We'd love to make you partners of the Manufacturer Podcast. Chaps, we're going to finish things off as we like to do with this week's Made by a Moron. Made by a Moron. So, yeah, this is actually... I think it's quite funny because um, it's one my wife came up with. So Joe often um, uses his wife for Made by More. And I'm going to use my wife. But um, it's funny for me because we bought a potato chipper. So it's like a thing you put, <laughs> a whole, you put, you put potatoes in. Mate, what what is it with you all of a sudden buying the? Buying no, these? I know, I know. So it's got so it's so basically it's it's got a, a, it's got a, it's got a handle, okay? It's got a handle. You've it's got like a, a stainless. Not, it's not stainless. It's got a metal mesh, and you put the and you put the potato in it, and you pull the handle down. It's supposed to force the potato through the mesh and basically chip it, so you get chips. Um, and I bought this thing. It was I don't mean it was like really cheap. I bought it online from China. It was like five p delivered or something. So I wasn't expecting much. Um, but the funny thing was, the first time we used it, it just again like the donut maker that I referred to a couple of weeks ago. It just broke. It just wasn't fit for purpose whatsoever. And I was smashing it with my hand, and <laughs> and the whole thing just sort of bent and buckled and just crumbled. And my wife, my wife, my lovely wife Jacqueline, exclaimed in Filipino. She said, Gumawa ng tanga, which means basically made by a moron. Literally, that's, what it, that's literally, literally what it translates as, okay? And I'm not joking, right? I swear you could get her and she will tell you. It literally means made by a moron or made by a fool, okay? And when she said please? that, I was just, I was just like, oh, that's just, that's just glorious. I mean, that is absolutely glorious. And then obviously after that, we, we threw the chipper away. And and just had jacket potatoes, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it's the way she said it because she was so angry. <laughs> she said, but also I also I again as I always do I contacted the seller and said, 
I used this chipper once and it broke and I threw it away. And they said, oh, yeah, you're supposed to parboil the potatoes first. I'm like, no, you're not. You're supposed to. <laughs> why, why would you parboil the potatoes and then put them through a chipper? They'll just go into mush. At least it was a better response than the last one you got, which was just the laugh, the laugh, fit, yeah, basically the, the finger emoji, face. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My well, house nearly after... burned down. My kids were crying, and I got basically a laughing emoji. Yeah, well, after the, after the donut debacle, can you uh, can you go for the hat trick next week? Can you get like a smoothie maker or uh, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I will. I, I will order something today, something under par that I know is going to be rubbish. Yeah, man, keep them coming. This is this is good content. My wife is just. My wife has just poked her head in because she heard me saying Gumawa Nangtanga and she thought I was having an argument with somebody on Facebook or something, right? <laughs> so she's just popped her head in, right? And not only not only she just found out that I'm not having an argument with somebody, um, she just corrected my I'm pretty good at Filip I'm pretty fluent at Filipino, if anyone doesn't know. Um, but she just corrected my Filipino. It shouldn't be Gumawa Nangtanga, it should be Gawang Tanga. Can you please get her on mic just to say it say it on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, wait. Jacqueline. Come here a second, darling. Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Come here. I want you to say, I want you to say Gawang Tanga so they can hear it said in the Filipino accent. Okay, just stay into the microphone here. Gawang Tanga. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Gawang Tanga. That's it. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> Act of a fool or made by a fool. <laughs> uh, uh, it's mint. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant go. possibly that's the best the, made by more the, and ever that's with the genuine filipino accent gawang tanga <laughs> 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 uh, wonderful wonderful uh ah uh, chaps great episode i really do enjoy doing these listener i hope you've enjoyed it uh, and if, if you haven't enjoyed it, that's tough because we're going to carry on doing them. If you have enjoyed it, <laughs> then tune in next week. Next week, it will be the fifth episode of this Digital Transformation series. We sincerely hope to see you there. Take care. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by Analog Devices, partners of the Manufacturer Podcast. Jacqueline, Jacqueline. <laughs> Wait, I've got another one. Wait, are you still recording? Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, just say, bash. Bash? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that, was, that was a very polite bosh. It was. <laughs>